Thank you for tuning in to Investment Insight presented by McKay Wealth Advisory. My name is Hayden Prophet. Joining us today, we have Brent McKay. Brent, 2023-2024, two years that financial scams have really been on the rise. It's something that we've seen a lot. I think we need to elaborate on that just to, to warn people that there are bad players, bad actors at play. Yeah, so obviously... Um when you look at theft and you look at what people imagine with theft, you, know, you imagine somebody robbing a bank or somebody showing up here with a gun or something. Well, most theft these days is digital. Now that we've gone into a digital world, it's a lot easier to remotely come in and, and try to steal money and hack. You know, obviously the most, a lot of our customers are on Facebook. So there are just a ton of scams related to Facebook. You know, um, there's some simple rules to follow. If somebody's messaging you and, you know, um, they're very attractive um, and they're sending you stuff. Well, it's probably not them because, you know, you know, a lot of us grew up where you had the network news and you had the sources you were getting for information were vetted and there was a system in place to make sure inaccurate stuff was not put on. And when you put inaccurate stuff out there, you were fired. You know, when, when news anchors made stories up or they said, well, they're fired. Well, now if you do inaccurate stuff on social media, you get more attention because so much of the communication information today is fed on quick little bites that may be true, may not be true. And, you know, we see that um, the rise of fake information and untrue information just at extreme levels, you know, right. on things. And that makes it hard for people to realize what is true, what is not, what not true without doing a lot of research. Right. And I think that, you know, if it ever sounds too good to be true right. at any point on any medium, whether it be, yeah, we're going to get into some of these in a little bit, but Facebook, text messaging, if somebody is offering you something and you're like, that seems awesome, like at first glance, you should approach it with a little bit of skepticism. Well, that's the, 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 you know, the simple rule is if someone says, hey, you give them 50 grand and you're going to turn it into half a million in a week, well, why would they be contacting you? Right. I mean, if they were that good, they don't need you. I mean, you know, um, I had a teacher in college who was a great trader of, of investments, and he actually did some trading on a credit card and made some money. Well, he didn't need anybody else to make that money. And so um, the, the the common sense there is, is, hey, if it's too good to be true, it isn't. And think about this. Like, take it yourself out of your picture. Think about, well, why would they need me and my money if they could do that? Right. They don't need your money. And so that's usually a, a fake scam. We see a lot of those on Facebook, a lot of messages. You know, I know that right now um, I get text messages multiple times a day from random numbers where they're trying to basically do the same thing. Or obviously we get tons of emails. Um, but, you know, and, and those are a couple of things to look at. You know, hey, make sure that you know, you're getting some theft protection, some identity theft protection as well, which is another topic we'll talk about later to get some protection for these type of things. Yeah, I mean, and it goes back to that thing of, if I have a, a bucket of gold coins buried in the backyard, no offense, we're, we're really good friends, but I'm probably not going to tell you. I'm, I'm probably yeah. not going to be like, hey, why don't you come over to my yard? i got a, a yeah. bucket of gold coins. Yeah, here's, my, here's where it is. Here's where it is. Let me drop you a yeah. pin on it on Apple yeah. Maps right quick. So, you know, um, and this has been on the rise, too, with cyber currencies as well, like cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, I think we've seen a lot of scam in, in the oh. years on that. I mean, and just kind of hit on that, how people could get swayed based on so obviously you know you got cryptocurrencies there they've been the rage and and obviously i'm going to do this video they're they're hitting some higher levels but you know the whole idea of crypto is that you have 
a digital currency where there's no central government, there's uh, nobody controlling the money supply. Well, and that sounds great, and I'm, I'm a free market person. However, the challenge is that also means there's no regulations. There's no controls. There's nobody making sure your money doesn't get stolen. So like literally, your password is your money. So if you forget your password or you make a change, it's gone. And there's nobody to call. These cryptocurrencies, which are free, there's no support line, there's no people. It's basically just, um, it's funded by people that come up with the, the Bitcoins, the cryptocurrencies, it's funded by those actual coins. And so like, you know, if you think about, you know, if you have a bank and, and the bank takes your money, well, they're hoping to loan that money out to somebody else. So the way that banks work is they function as agents of loaning money to other people. So they have a profit center. So yeah, that you can give them your money and they'll pay you interest, but they're going to loan that out to somebody else for more money. Right. The idea with uh, that makes, you know, cyber or cryptocurrency so challenging is is you only have so many of these coins. There's a very very small fee to transfer them. So how does how do these companies make enough money to stay around? And we've seen a lot of them went out of business in 2023 um, and probably a lot more will go out in the future because you have to have a business model or you can provide service and you can more importantly provide trust and protection. And if your money is only protected as good as your password, it's not much protection. It's not much protection. Um, and I and I feel like a lot of it is, yeah, a lot of people made a lot of money because it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. If you got in first and you bought it before everybody else did, you can make money. But that's not really an investment where, you know, if you buy a company and they produce a product or a service, you know, if you grow corn, you put a seed in, you got something to sell. Whereas here, it's basically just you're selling a digital coin. Right. And I know that we, we don't recommend crypto nope. in, in our office. It's not one of those things that we go with, but... If someone was to want to invest in crypto, yeah. obviously against our guidance and what we believe is in their best interest. Yes. What would you, how would you legitimize how they would enter into the crypto? Great question. Range? So you, you got some more legitimate exchanges like Coinbase and some of them that are more legitimate. But remember, you know, we've seen a scam recently where they created something that looked like a legitimate currency exchange. They created that a website that looked like it. It wasn't even it. You know, because, the, and so it looked real. So when I looked at it, I'm like, man, this looks real. And then I go try to log in on the website, matching the exchange, and there's no login, which means they've created a complete fake website showing someone's money that doesn't exist. You know, and so you, you got to be very careful because this isn't, you know, JP Morgan or Bank of America where those companies have thousands of people working there making sure that they're legitimate websites, make sure it's going. And also they have lawyers that are ready to strike down the illegitimate websites on your money. Right. So, uh, you know, you, it's the wild, wild west. And that's okay. You can make a lot of money in the wild, wild west. But remember, the wild, wild west, you're carrying a gun on your hip. Yeah. So if you're going to be trading those, you better have a gun on your hip. And you better be ready to go. And I'll be honest, I'm not as agile as I was 15 years ago. And a lot of cowboys are not 40. So they're probably pretty young. So that's just the thing to factor into. Right. And I think another thing, so I think that kind of hits on the crypto part, but what about the sources of information that this Correct. comes from? You know, the media, you and I both read a couple different websites and just kind of hit on those. Yeah, so day. the number one thing, you know, if you look at the news media market, um, 
I was watching um, a TV program and all I saw was gold advertisements. And so I could tell this is a very prominent network that whoever, it might be free for me to turn this news network on, but actually it's not free because they're, I got to buy some gold while I'm here. And you know, when you're paying a 30% commission on buying that gold, that could be a motivation for a lot of people selling it. Um, you know, so I like paid subscriptions. You know, I think it's important to fill your mind up with good information, with accurate stuff, with, with, you know, with positive information and negative information. But more importantly, when you're paying that subscription, that company's making money. Well, if that company makes money, then they can stay around. They also can pay to vet certain people. So I, you know, personally carry subscriptions for Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal because Bloomberg tends to be a little bit more left. Wall Street Journal tends to be more right. right. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get an objective opinion from some people that have good information. Um, a lot of the other networks and information out there is just fake. They don't vet the information. Whatever you can put up there that can draw a click. Because if you get a click, you get an ad. And if you get an ad, you get a money, you know, a money. And so my, my little brother, of course, he had a business for a while where he was doing um, some gaming rating systems. And they had put up some art. And they had so much attention on this art and nothing to do with what they were doing that it crashed the website and they made a ton of money. But the point of it is, is when you're going with clicks and you're going stuff, they're just trying to make money the clicks. Right. They're not actually making the money on the information. So I also believe in reading down the line. Don't always read the first two stories. Read the bottom stories. That's a lot of the information that really matters. It's amazing how when we're doing Investment Insight, I'll read a publication and there's something in there, a little tidbit that is new. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a law coming because of this. Yeah. Know, there's something going to happen because of this. There's going to be a Supreme Court case because of this, because that's what's really relevant to you as an investor. But pay for your information. It's not that much money. You know, obviously nobody likes spending money, but I mean, you know, you retire, you, you might have some time to be reading information, read good quality stuff, watch good quality stuff. Yeah. Don't watch the junk because you're going to start believing it. Then they're going to steal your money. And so that couple hundred dollars a year you would have paid in a subscription or a hundred dollars a year, it's going to cost you a lot more money right. with the junk. Right. You know, and then that ends you make, you make a bad investment decision and it can right. be disastrous. It's kind of like my granddad used to say, garbage in, garbage out. That's right. And I think that's so, it's what you fill your mind with. And it's so applicable to not only in the investing world, but life in general. Oh yeah. And you look at the political stuff now, like there's such agendas from different sites because if you get social media, you tend to hang out with people like you. Mm -hmm. So I've got very deep political convictions and most of my friends naturally do too. And they're the same as me. Well, how does that help me understand the people that don't agree with me if all the people around me are like me? You know, and if you look at our churches, if you look at our organizations, everybody kind of looks similar. Yeah. And if you really look at what we're called to do and what's more beneficial is via community. Yeah. And that's something we're, we're missing today. And, um, but news media is one of the worst ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, switching gears a little bit, passwords. Correct. We have, what is one thing that I can tell you one thing you stress to me and everyone in our office is two factor authentication. Yeah. And, and you'll see this in our office, you know, recently, we had a Facebook page in 2023 and we had a team member who did not put two-factor authentication on Facebook. So our per, our office Facebook page was hacked because it wasn't two-step verification. So 
One thing you want to do is you want to have that two-step verification on everything you have. If it's Facebook, if it's your email, if it's um, you know your checking accounts, your bank accounts, everything you have, your credit cards, make sure you have two-factor authentication because it's easy to steal your password. It's harder to steal your password and your cell phone. That doesn't mean you're impervious. doesn't mean you can't be in trouble. And also make a complicated password. If your password is, I love the St. Louis Cardinals, that's not a hard one to guess for Brent McKay. But if you have a bunch of different letters and numbers and things scrambled, it, it, it's going to be harder for them to guess. And make it more than five or six digits. Make it, you know, something a little longer on that end, you know. Um, and so I, I would just say, you know, numbers, letters, characters, random things, um, make it hard. Um, one of the things that I carry with me is an encrypted flash drive. That way, I've got my password manager in there. But in order for you to get it, you're going to have to take my keys and you're going to have to take my encrypted flash drive and you're going to have to have the code to get into it. And then you better get my cell phone too and it's code too because I got two factor as well. And so that's one thing that um, makes it very difficult for our stuff to be hacked. Not impossible, but make it harder. And, you know, recently we, you know, we were talking about this um, in Investment Insight. Last week, you know, we had a customer's email was hacked. They took his contacts. They found out that he got statements and financial information from us. And they emailed us asking for money with an email that looked exactly like him. You could spell it out. It's very unique. They created an email account just to do that. Mm -hmm. And this is not the first time that's occurred. So make sure you don't just do your, I mean, your checking accounts, your bank accounts, they make you do two-factor pretty much now. Right. Don't forget to do that for your email. Do it for your Facebook because they don't make you do it. Right. You need to do that because, look, your Facebook, you have your birth date, you got all your friends, you get all your family members, you get all the pictures of your grandkids. All that stuff's right there. Yeah. That's pretty important. Yeah. Um, so make sure you do two-factor authentication. Absolutely. And we talked about emails. I mean, even the situation where my email got spoofed, like yeah. in a, some hacker spoofed my, not my personal, like, work email, but they created an email to where it looked like it uh -huh. was me. And if you didn't pay attention to the difference in outlook in between Hayden Prophet as the name versus the actual email it came from, which was like XYZ at blah, blah, blah dot com, whatever well, it was. And we see all the time because our emails are on our website. Yeah. Um, it's very clear that people are intentionally yeah. taking those emails off. And lately they've been attempting to spoof you. And they mm -hmm. don't do it to me, it's you. But here's the thing. That's why it's very, very important also to communicate with the people you're talking to. If you get an email from us and it looks funny, give us a phone call. Yeah. Call the people. Make sure you're real. Because when we're looking at stuff right now, if you only talk to people via email, it'd be pretty easy to hack your identity. Yeah. Um, make it, sure they know who you are. It's come a long way from the, this is an obvious email. Like, this is obviously a scam. This is obviously, yeah. you know, just kind of like, which one stands out in the room. This was more convincing. And in the AI world, even more, yeah. now that they can spoof not only your email, but your voice as well. Well, that's the thing that you know we are getting ready for next is, you know, you think about if you can program a phone, which you can do this, to have your cell phone number on it. Mm -hmm. And you can take your voice print and you can call and request money. That's gonna happen. And so one of the things that we've got to 
which I won't put it publicly online, but we have some additional security matrices in effect to attempt to prevent that from occurring. Right. Um, and we've sure. done some redundancies, but this is why it's important that you actually, your banker knows you. Right. You're, you know, if you're doing business with somebody, they don't know who you are, and you're not watching your accounts, expect money to be stolen. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, you know, in our office, we don't take every customer that comes in the door. We do right. limit how many people we work with. So we want to know customers. One of the main reasons why you're here, Hayden, in the offices, our, our business has created opportunities where there's more people to serve, and, and you're talented. And so the benefit we have there is I want to make sure you know every customer you service, just like you want to make sure I know every customer I service. Right. That way, if something's out of character, if somebody is requesting money, you know, if you call Fidelity or you call Schwab, they don't know who you are. No. They don't know anything about you. They don't know anything about us beyond a strategic master account number. That's about all they know. And so, well, with us, you know, they know us because our service team that we work with, those people know patterns. Right, But sure. for a customer, they know the difference. Well, we know the customer. And so when we're looking at, um, you know, that's very important because that keeps your money from being at, at risk as much. And so that redu reduces your risk and reduces the chance of fraud. And, of course, we carry insurance, too, in the event something bad does occur. And um, there's some options there. But, you know... With this new AI world, with these new voice prints, with these new patterns, there's going to be a lot of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And like they have these things called deep fakes where you can basically make some very nasty things occur that are not true, that look real. Mm -hmm. And and that that's, you know, that's been coming. Yeah. And then the last thing we'll kind of hit on with scams wise is this one kind of, this one hurts in a way because people don't just donate to charity because yeah. they... They do it because they want to further a mission, because they want to help somebody who's underprivileged. And, and I think it's a noble thing yeah. with the, like, you know, if I'm transcripting this, semicolon, however, yeah, there are some charities that are simply not 501c3s or simply not vetted. And I guess how do we ensure that those are legitimate? So it's a great question. You know, my wife was watching a TV show about this lady who was faking that her child had cancer so she could raise money. And she got all this money off of faking her, and then her her child ended up being part of her murder. Um, and so one of the things that you look at with charities is, you know, you want to make sure that you do your due diligence. You know, one of the big things when you look at Proverbs and you look at the Bible is they talk about being a good steward of money and making sure, you know, a fool and his money are soon parted. Well, first thing you start with is make sure the charity is legitimate. And there's an IRS tool for 501c3s, or you can look it up and you can see, is this charity current with um, their forms? You know, I was I, I, I ran the vial half marathon several years ago and I just happened to look for this video and there they were. You know, they were in effect. They were, they had done their paperwork. They were, they were legitimate. Um, you know, if you look at your, your you know, your church organizations, like, you know, ask them, what is their budget? What are they spending money on? How much money, you know, um, uh, where I go to church, we um, do communion every week. And one of the things I always say is you give money at the end of communion, as charged as tradition is, we're giving this money for community service, for works, for projects. Well, you know, one of the things I look for, is my church actually doing that? I look at their budget. Are they actually doing what they say they're going to do? And that's another part is you have the legitimate IRS tools. Um, we had a charity where a customer wanted to give some money to, and we found out they had not done 
the 501c designation. They were not a current charity. And the sad part was a couple of the board members didn't know they hadn't done it. So just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean you shouldn't verify. Right. You know, one of my favorite sayings, you probably get tired of it, is I'm from Missouri, the show me state. And it's true. It's not what you tell me. It's what do you show me. Right. So double check that. And then also further down is, you know, you need to know where your money's going. You need to know these organizations are, are doing what they say they're going to do. So check on it. Be a good steward of that money. Make sure that you're not contributing to, um, you know, bad things, to yeah. good things, to good organizations. Right. Perfect. I think that's a great way to kind of wrap that one up. So thank you so much for your time today. And I appreciate it. And thank you, tuning in. thank you for tuning in to Investment Insight. Thanks.